That was quick. That was, was quick. That was quick. That's what she said. <laughs> no, seriously, quick. that was so. Dude, that, that was, was what was quick. Oh Jesus. <laughs> so of course, what we're talking about is how quickly the Phoenix Suns today <laughs> matched the offer sheet that DeAndre Ayton signed from the Indiana Pacers. Um, I don't know in real time, like in actual delivery time, how quick it was. Is, Say what you feel, bro. Woj tweeted out at, at 5.01 today that DeAndre Ayton had signed the offer sheet. And we'll, we'll look, don't worry. We'll go through a full timeline. I want to go through everything. I want to hear all of the emotions you guys went through. Because, excuse me, hold on. See, I'm so excited. I can barely, I can barely get the words out without choking. But because it was, a, it was, it was, it was a weird, wonderful day, if you ask me. And I think I might title this episode that the weird, wonderful day because I, I think that's exactly what it was. But Woj tweeted out at 5:01 p.m. that DeAndre had officially signed the offer sheet. And then he tweeted out at 5.20 p.m. that the Suns had matched the offer sheet. So 19 minutes, woge to woge, if you will, right? <laughs> they got to think max amount of time that the Suns actually had that offer sheet in their hands, 15 minutes. So in reality, I, I think the 90-second thing, I, I don't even know if it went that far. Like, I feel like. James Jones was sitting there, maybe in the middle of a conversation, Come long enough chatting to away, print. just chatting away with somebody. And his assistant comes walking in, goes, Mr. Jones, the offer sheet from Indiana arrived. And James Jones didn't even break eye contact with the person he was speaking with. He just kept speaking along, chatting along, telling whatever story he was telling. The offer That's sheet, the, championships the, he's won. The, the right of first refusal sheet slid in front of him. He signed it without even looking at it. And it just went away and went right back to Indiana. I feel like that's how it went down. Like James Jones didn't even glance at it. He knew what it was and he knew what he was doing because to me, what it all says is he knew what he was doing all along. When I say that, I'm talking about back to last summer. And like I said, we'll go through all the trials and tribulations of today, but that was my immediate feeling. How did I get to this point? Where did I just go? Where did I come from, boys? Should we take it from the top? Should we take no, it from the top? No, let's keep going. Let's keep going. No, I mean like from the top of the day. Oh yeah, top of the morning yeah, I, or top of the afternoon when you, when you, you Woj, did say something great was going to happen today on Twitter. I did. So I woke up this morning. I did not even remember that I tweeted this until I got I I, I got home this evening. Woke up this morning. Tweet tweeted. It's going to be a good day, and it was, and it was. So. We do start from the top of the morning, but let's move to like noontime, right? When Woj at first tweeted that DeAndre Ayton, and, and he said in his tweet, has agreed to a four-year, $133 million maximum offer sheet from the Indiana Pacers. Now, the immediate response was, oh, okay, that actually happened. But what we didn't know at first, at least I, I didn't, recognize until shortly after the tweet came out was that he didn't actually sign it that again yeah, didn't happen until later that afternoon but anyway gentlemen since we're starting from the top yeah how did you at 12 12 o'clock p.m when Woj tweeted that out did either one of you sit there and go oh damn da is a pacer 
like not literally at that moment, but is on his way to be. What did you guys think? What did you feel? Tell me, what were your emotions? I mean, I, when that happened, I was just like, holy shit, the Pacers actually gave him an offer sheet. Because again, we've gone through this before, not something the Pacers owner likes to do, um, would rather work out a sign and trade. And then, you know, you look at it and you're just like, okay, like, you know, let's, let's look at it this way. What happens next? Okay. They can't trade them anymore. Are they going to do it? Are they going to sign an offer sheet? And then again, I see it on Twitter. I'm like, well, what does it mean? And then I reread the tweet. Cause I'm just like, maybe I missed something. And then again, I said, Oh, okay. All right. It's a great, he has agreed to, he hasn't actually signed it. So I'm like, okay. And then, you know, reports came out that they have seven hours and I'm just like, look, Here's my thing. I said, okay, he's going to sign it. My first start, my first thought was that, okay, this is perfect because now the Suns can match it. And then Mr. Mr. Robert Sarber can put his money where his mouth is and still trade for KD and go well into the luxury tax. Be one of the top four spending owners in the league and maybe earn a little bit of goodwill back from the fans if there is any to earn at this point hold on hold on so you saw that Woj tweet and your thought process ultimately boiled down to oh good here's an opportunity for robert sarver to get goodwill with the fans i love it dan i love it well that that's not the it was more nope, of a, nope that was the point get nope. da yep, and good. kd and <laughs> there's a chance for him to earn goodwill don't do that to me dude don't lawyer me this early in the podcast because it's late as fuck right now. Thank you for that clarification. Well done, Paul. What did you, Paul? Paul, you're you you my friend. I love you, Paul. Love but you, you are and have always been our chicken little of the podcast. And I even mean that back <laughs> to when you. Falling. It was just you and I. Even you are the sky well, is falling. One, one of us had to be the pest. One of us, that, that completely team. And, and you wore me down. It took you six years. It took you six years, but you wore after me down. The, after the previous 14, of course. Yeah. Yeah. At least six years publicly. Six years publicly, yeah. Sounded weird. Anyway. Anyway. Well, I mean, I mean, my first thought was like, you know, good for DA. He got the contract. I mean, and I had said this previously, like he, arguably probably needed to go somewhere else to like fully realize his potential just because there was too much baggage and history with with the Suns team and Suns and Suns fans and whatnot just you know with the whole with like how he was drafted and you know etc yada 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 um and you know being blamed for the finals loss and fuck that or not the finals loss but the playoffs loss this year um, so I was like, Hey, good for him. He got, he got, the, he got the deal. And I mean, honestly, my first thought was fuck all those people who say he wasn't a max player. Yeah. I, that was the thing. I'm like, like it's restricted free agency, restricted free agents. If you're not signing with your own team, that shit doesn't come through for a week or two. Cause like all like options have to be exhausted that, you know, you know, we saw this with Eric Gordon. We saw this with like a bunch of other players like if you're a restricted free agent who actually has a shot at leaving your own team you're you're not signing an offer sheet for a cup for like a little bit so i'm like okay cool i mean what does this mean for the future of the team i mean i i kind of assumed 
to an extent that the Suns were going to let him go and that they maybe turn into a signing trade or something just because of just, you know, he, I mean, maybe this is where uh, Robert Sarver learned from the Joe Johnson situation. You know, (laughs) (laughs) they had the right to match that one. And Joe asked him just to not, and he let it go and he regretted it. And so when, when Sarver said that back, what was that? Two summers ago, like last summer after the finals trip or something, he said that he wasn't, he learned from that situation. So I don't know if it was the exact right lesson because we'll have to see how this season plays out, but so again, circling back, my first thoughts was good for good for DA. He got his contract. We'll see what happens. It was actually funny as I was at like a lot of people in my office know I do this podcast and whatnot. And like like I had like four or five people come up to me during the day, you know, who like get the alerts. It's like, so DA's gonna be a pacer. I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. See what happens. Suns can still match it. And they're like, like, cause they they don't know the mechanics as much as we do and whatnot so let me can i ask can i ask you something may I interject yeah. did you did you reply to them like that because it sounded to me like you were doubting that the suns were gonna match it i and, wasn't and sure the, i wasn't sure really honestly yeah really i mean i i was i wasn't i wasn't they weren't gonna let him walk i knew that it was just it come down to like okay would they figure out a sign and trade before they had to match or before like he had to officially sign. I like, if he signed the paper, I'm like, yeah, they're keeping him. We'll figure it out, figure it out from here. But you know, that's kind of where I, where I stood with it. What, what do you guys, do you guys read into at all the, the speed with which the offer was matched? (laughs) Uh, Because for for those for those who might not know the rule, when an offer sheet is signed by a player, the player's existing team has forty eight hours to exercise their right of first refusal, right to to match the offer sheet. In which case, then they retain their play. As we went over the mm-hmm. illustrious timeline, we don't need to go over how quick or use any analogies again, Paul. Okay, You're welcome. No more analogies. The Suns did not use all 48 hours. <laughs> no. The Suns did not use a hour, an hour, an hour, an hour. Yes, sorry. It's late. The Suns barely used minutes. Perhaps the fastest, and I tried to actually look this up to try to see, like, what, what was the fastest restricted free agent offer sheet match in history? And I really couldn't find anything yeah, outside of the there. last one that was the Otto Porter one that was matched by the Wizards in 2017, 15. I don't know, fucking sometime back then. Um, they went the two days based on articles that I was reading. I, I, I don't know that I recall a team ever not taking that amount of time and I also can't say I can sit here or remember a whole lot of specific restricted free agent instances like this, but I feel like something like this being what would clearly be outside of the norm when you have a deadline that far out and you exercise something that quickly would have stuck out in my mind had it happened like this in the past. Maybe I'm wrong, but regardless, Paul, you already said, yes, you read something into the timing or the 
short period of time that passed between receiving the offer sheet and exercising the right of first refusal. What did you read into that? That the Suns didn't have to debate the decision. Like oh. they, they knew this is what their plan was. Like, oh, okay, yes. I like that. I like the way you frame that the, the, the latter way better. They knew that yeah. this was the plan. Not so much that it was it just an easy decision because we don't know. Maybe it wasn't an easy decision, but they knew exactly what they were going to do because they knew this was going to be a possibility and they were prepared for it like a good front office should be. Go on. My man. question, my question is, how much did DA and his agent, uh, well, his agent's Bill Duffy, right? Yeah, yeah. One of his, um, one of his agents is one of his, one his agents. Agent. Yep. Yeah. How much did they know? that that was going to happen. Like, he's like, you just got to get it. You know, we're going to match whatever the hell, it, whatever the hell comes across. It's you get the offer. We're going to match it. It's I guarantee you. They knew that. Right. Yeah. But I, I didn't, I'm just, I mean, they knew that they're, I just didn't know wondering if they're like, okay, what does DA really want to do and how much we're going to try to work this or, you know? Yeah. I lost okay. Okay. Dan, <laughs> how about how about you? How about you? Uh, listen, man, I, I, I think the ultimate goal. Look, a lot has been put into the way this past season ended. A lot has been put into, you know, video games and all kinds of bullshit. Let's just be real, right? Um, at the end of the day, I think DA want wanted his money, right? I don't think he hates Phoenix. Again, there might be some bridges that need to be mended but i think his agent while horribly mishandling the situation at first his job was to find the best deal for his client you know going to go to the big, biggest bidder and ultimately i feel like da was not forcing the sun's hand but maybe calling their bluff like all right man like i'm okay with going to play for indiana i'd rather stay in phoenix but I'm all right with going to play for Indiana. So I'm going to sign this offer sheet. And I think ultimately, man, he's going to be happy that he did because he, that he did because the Suns matched it. He doesn't have to sell his very nice home that he has here. He's been in Arizona since he was in high school. Like this is home for him. Um, look, there's a lot of bridges that need to be mended, right? Um, with Monty Williams. But if if you tell me that, hey, DeAndre and Monty Williams have to come to an agreement and mend fences. I mean, uh, I have no doubt that that could happen because of who, the, who they are as people. I mean, we, we talked about this when they first got upset, like, you know, the, like these two mild mannered people got upset with each other. So if we were that surprised, then we shouldn't be surprised. We, we shouldn't be surprised if they do end up, you know, making up, I guess you can say, like, cause I think they can actually talk it out. Yeah. And, if Money Williams can't mend fences with somebody, I don't think I know who that who Money Williams is. Or if Money Williams can't mend fences with somebody, I don't know who can. Yes. That's also true. Yes. Um, you know, the the timing thing to me really boiled down to exactly what you know you said, Paul, and that's what that's that's James Jones knew exactly what he was going to do if and when that situation came about. Like this offseason has so many different moving parts, so many different things can fall so many different ways. 
that you don't know what's going to come on any given day, right? Did any of us wake up this morning thinking that DeAndre Ayton was going to actually sign an offer sheet today? No, because, well, I didn't, because it didn't make any sense for the Pacers to give him one, but they did, and it works out. And and one, one thought that crossed my mind is, so last offseason, DA, you know, didn't get his extension. DA's camp, you hear a bunch of different stuff, right? From what I remember hearing, what I the, the remember the article that came out in the Athletic of uh, James Jones after the DA saga kind of played okay. out. No, last last offseason where he kind of talked about the the whole DA situation or what have you. Well, what he had said in that article was basically that. DA's camp was stuck on a five-year max deal. They were not willing to talk anything less than five years, four years, three years, whatever. Um, and James Jones, obviously knowing what rights they had, that, that right of first refusal, the, the ability to match any offer sheet that DeAndre Ayton was potentially going to get, he figured, okay, well, let's wait out, wait this out and, and see what happens here. And the last last offseason, there was a lot of talk about okay, well, the market says that DeAndre Ayton's a max player. Well, not necessarily a five-year max player, right? Because the Suns didn't give that to him. And theoretically, answer me this question, guys. Tell me if I'm wrong here. The Suns could have given him a five-year max this offseason in a sign and trade still, if a team was for some was was willing to take on that contract, and that's what DA wanted to do, and the Suns were willing to accommodate that, right? Like theoretically. I, I don't know if they can go. I don't know if they can do the full like. Can they? Do, I think like, the they full five year everything. I, I I believe I believe they can. Um, well, well, let's 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 I assume think there's a difference in how and like well, like what like the escalators are and shit like that. It's not, I don't know. Well, let's 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 step my cap my my cap expert blocked me so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That, that's 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 unfortunate. Um, but what what did they ultimately end up doing? What did the Suns ultimately end up getting here? They end up getting DeAndre Ayton on effectively. If 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 what we read into James Jones's comments last year is the Suns were willing to go to a four year max, I don't think there's any reports out there that say they offered him a four year max. But if you read into that, okay, well if they are willing to have those discussions, they are willing to go to a four year max with him. They've effectively gotten him on that, but even cheaper now. Because the yearly increment raises are, are less because that's all the Pacers could offer them. The Pacers could only offer DA that max starting salary with 5% increases per year as opposed to the Suns 8%, right? So mm-hmm. James Jones basically got us the same deal that we could have gotten last year, but a little bit cheaper. And okay, maybe not a whole lot cheaper, 3% per year, give or take, right? But over the life of that contract, that comes to be about four or five million bucks, which when you start talking about the luxury tax, right? Boom. Yes. And if we get into that, that, that level where we're, well, right now we're 16 million to the, over the luxury tax threshold, right? Right now, according to Spot, Spotrek, the Suns Spot, are- Spotrek. Spotrek, sorry, thank you, are- going to be paying an estimated $35 million luxury tax bill next year, right now, without anything else, i.e. KD, added to this, to this roster. Um, and I completely lost where I was going with that. What were we talking? Where were we going? We're talking about money. 
We're always talking about money. We're always talking. It's the off season. What else are you talking about? I I know where you're going with this, man. I mean, you know, a lot has been made about the Suns and paying the luxury tax, right? Robert Sharp. Cyber's too cheap. There's been reports that they're willing to go deep into the luxury luxury tax, up to eighty million, even. You know, and I think what you're trying to say is the Suns saved this money on DeAndre, and people would say, "Well, Hmm. listen, thank you." Is know exactly it worth where it's going. it? Like, is it is it worth you know building up a talk? But if you think you can repair that, and again, Bill Duffy may have said, "Hey, back in you know last season, last off season, we were not going to even talk about anything." And this this is why I think he may he did a disservice to DeAndre Aid because if you're going to sit there and say we're not discussing anything other than a five year max, then you. you you don't want to hear anything I have to say because I'll give you a four-year max because of X, Y, Z. But if you're not even going to discuss it, wh- what are we doing here? Okay. Uh, and again, I don't know what went on back then. I could be totally wrong, but that's kind of seems like what happened to me. So, so where I was going with that, and thank you, you got me back on track. The 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 luxury tax itself, right? If the Suns right now are sitting at 16 million over, let's say they creep into a range where they're $25 million over the, that luxury tax threshold. That means that they're going to effectively be paying four. It would end up being, I'm trying to do the math in my head now, four and a quarter, $4 and 25 cents per dollar over overall. So you're talking about by, it's a step by saving a million dollars on a contract in a given year. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a step up thing you could effectively be saving the franchise four and a half million dollars, give or take, right? In that luxury tax I, payment. But but why does that matter? Because we've talked about this on the podcast. Robert Sarver is one of the, this is a funny thing to say, kind of poorest NBA owners, right? <laughs> the fact of the matter is the Suns franchise just isn't flush with money. Am I defending somebody being cheap or am I saying that James Jones made a very nice savvy move as a GM that saved his owner money and gave DeAndre Ayton a max contract. And to your point, Dan, the whole Bill Duffy thing, I don't get this because, so you have two agents that are constantly referenced in relation to DeAndre Ayton, Bill Duffy and this other guy, Nima, somebody or different agencies as well. I, I that's weird it, it is weird and I, I i feel like i don't know if maybe and and the other agent whose name i can't remember is definitely far less experienced than bill duffy because for those I, if if you don't keep up with agents in the nba you probably shouldn't bill duffy's a big time guy like he, he's yeah. a big time nba agent he repped steve nash i think back in the day probably still does now um but i i believe he did when he was with the sun uh, no, yeah. he's B- no. BDA. Oh, he's he his own, his own shop. Okay. Uh, so, but, but at any rate, I, I don't know if the younger dude like was, was the one kind of lead in the charge last off season. Cause here's the thing is at the end of the day, what, what did his, you say his, his representation did him an, a disservice last off season. What was that disservice? The disservice was they clearly overestimated his value, right? If we're going to just be frank about it, did they not? Because yeah. they could have gotten this deal ostensibly, or they could have at least discussed this deal last off season, but this deal with another $4 million, $5 million over the course right. of it in their client's pocket. 
on a yeah, four year com- compromise at the four year, 8% raise instead of doing the fifth year. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but the only reason you say no to that is you think that you're somehow going to, and this is why I asked the question earlier, can, could the Suns have theoretically given him a five-year extension this offseason? I, I don't see any reason why they couldn't have. I, I'm not aware of anything, any rule. Yeah, they could, have. They could, yeah have they, they could have. Yeah, they could have, for sure. But, but, I mean, given that to him, and in a sign-and-trade is what I was going to finish my yeah. thought with. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything that would have prevented them from doing that on a five-year. So that's the only reason I could think that that the DA's representation would have done that last off season is they would, they would have believed either the Suns would have come to their senses, quote unquote, if you will, which if reports are correct and the Suns don't quote unquote, think DA is a max player, you can't think they would have come to their senses and just magically given them five years this year out of the goodness of their hearts. Right. Or you're thinking the Suns, the, the DA was going to be able to convince, or they were going to be able to convince some team to want to do a sign and trade with the Suns, where the Suns are giving him that five-year max. But either way, they overestimated his value by not at least engaging in those conversations about a four-year deal. If that's true, of course. But that's what James Jones said, and I'll trust James Jones. Will you guys? I mean, I trust James Jones. Um, by the way, the uh, agent is from Innovate Sports, and his name is Nima Namakian. I hope I didn't butcher that too bad. Yeah, and I remember I had looked him up when this was all going down last offseason. And like I said, he's young. I mean, he graduated from law school within the last decade. Uh, and to be representing DeAndre, I, I don't know. That's why I don't know if there's almost like a an association where Bill Duffy and his agency is kind of trying to help shepherd this younger agent into the industry. And why they would both be on it, like be, be on it, like called DeAndre Ayton, beyond DeAndre Ayton's representation like that. But I, I mean, it, it, it's just odd that that all of this has gone the way it has. And I think we can all agree that his folks have not handled this very well, right? Right. Yeah. Bill agree. Okay. It strikes me all that Bill Duffy would do that just because of who he is and how long he's been around and and who he's represented, what kind of agent he has been known to be right so no yeah exactly sorry so what 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 the hell were the pacers thinking (laughs) and how about how how about this what if what if like two weeks ago james jones called up da and went look da just get your people to go out there and get you a fucking max deal and we're gonna match it call me when you have that and they went out and got that, and the Pacers just kind of got patsied around. I mean, right? Because they they didn't just give that him an sense. offer sheet. They went through <laughs> a lot of steps to clear space today. Yeah. To yeah. They, they waved and stretched people. They waved the Pacers and stretched here. three other dudes. A tweet from Woj. The Pacers are waving guard Dwayne Washington and waving and stretching the three players who arrived in the Boston trade from Malcolm Brogdon, Malik Fitz, Juwan Morgan, and Nick Stoskis. So, so they effectively traded Malcolm Brogdon then for like even less than a can of beans. Yep. And then, and then, and then their offer sheet got matched in, in, no analogies in 90 seconds. That's insane. 
do the Pacers, does the Pacers front office not look kind of foolish here? I feel like nobody has said that. I mean, I feel they do. Uh, they do. Um, I, I feel like maybe the whole, hey, the owner doesn't like doing this. So, you know, they're going to like, they're going to cooperate. Maybe that got in their heads a little bit. Hopefully it didn't. Cause if you're, if that's your business model, just stick to it. Don't, don't veer off. It's stupid. Um, or they just didn't give a fuck because they're like, Hey, like maybe they didn't want them that bad. And they're like, we would love to have Deandre Ayton as an asset. Cause let's be, let's be real. While if they would have had Deandre Ayton and even without him, they have a really good young nucleus. They just drafted Benedict Mather and they have uh, Tyrese Halliburton. They have Chris Duarte. They have a really nice young core. And if you could have, you know, I don't know, flipped Miles Turner to DeAndre Aiden, why not? Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, they can probably flip him for something else. So why wouldn't you? Because if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know where the floor is, there is a salary cap floor, right? Where you have yeah. to actually spend a certain amount of money. I don't know how far they were from that, but oh, they're, they're, like, they're not, they're not anywhere close because they gotcha. just cleared enough to get max space. So they're ah, okay. just 30 million good, under the cap. Good point. So, so yeah, so they're like, you know, let's clear 30 million out of the cap next season. They're probably not, I mean, I, I guess they could make the playoffs next season. Uh, right. But that maybe next season is just one of those we're rebuilding. Let's see how the, team gels, you know, whatever the case may be. And if we can maybe, you know, fast forward this rebuild a little bit and get DeAndre Aiden, why not? But and almost almost like a almost like a well, what do we have to lose? If yeah, if we'll give them the offer sheet. If the Suns match it, they match it. Oh well, we didn't get him. And if you know James Jones has an electricity outage at his home for 48 hours and he can't leave <laughs> and nobody tells him he has to sign the offer sheet matching document. And I don't know. Uh, and they get him. Great. We got, him. um, right. Is that, is that kind of what you think? I mean, I guess I can see it, but it, it, it's almost like, it's just like a big, really who did it help the most is Deandre. Ayton. That's it. Got good him his money him, and good for him. him. Absolutely. Look, how long, of, how long, Paul, how long, Paul, yeah. have I been trumping DeAndre Ayton on this podcast? <laughs> Since before he was drafted? <laughs> Since be fucking right before he was drafted. Dude, when, when this came out today and I was telling my wife and kids what the offer sheet meant and... That it was possible that they could <laughs> they still. They must have been so bored. Okay. And oh, they wanted they to it. jump out the window Fuck of the car every moment of it. back from San Diego. Fucking every fantastic. moment of it, they loved it. But as I'm telling them all of this, <laughs> I'm starting to think about the history of DeAndre Ayton. And I go, yeah, DeAndre Ayton. I go, I go, I go, oh, I go wife, remember, remember when the Suns put my reaction video to getting the number one draft pick? in the commercial for the, for the, for the draft. She's like, yeah. I'm like, that was DeAndre Ayton's year. She goes, Oh, so, so then, then she kind of registered with her, but dude, I, I've got a deep, long love for DeAndre and I'm, I'm, I'm stoked that he's coming back and it will also give all of us kudos because I think the last time we officially took a vote on whether DeAndre Ayton would be here, we said he would. Now let's forget about the fact that we then had three episodes where we talked about DeAndre in trades, 
But, but when we were <laughs> officially asked the question, we said he would be here. So we totally nailed that. I agree, man. I agree. Um, so, Paul, yeah, what I mean, do you, but, oh, you had more? No, 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 go ahead. You can have more. No, I don't, I'm full. I'm not, Thank you. Oh, I'm not feel. I'm not, I'm not feeling as rigid tonight, Daniel. <laughs> don't do it, Paul. Paul, what do you think? What do you, what do you think about? Oh boy. For her pleasure. Paul, what were the Pacers thinking? What were the, were the Pacers, Pacers thinking? thinking? I think they were lost in their own sauce a little bit that they thought that the reputation of Sarver and then what they were hearing in the media about the son's position and whatnot and wanting to move off of Aiton gave them, you know, a reasonable, reasonably high expectation that they could pull this off. I'm, I'm surprised that the reporting was that they didn't want to consider a sign and trade for it. But I've also seen other reporting that they said that they tried to do Miles Turner and the Sun said no. But um, but that they didn't. Woj, Woj said the Suns were not interested in a sign and trade. Just I think it was Gambo who said that the Pacers weren't interested in a sign and trade. And he was like, we've got the space. Why do we have to give up assets? So that, you, you know what, you know what I think about whenever I hear like that type of thing, you know what that means is both sides. To- I guarantee you both those people heard that exact same thing. And inside the mental machinations of these teams, it's, well, yeah, they, they don't want to consider an offer because they won't take the offer that I want. So clearly they're not considering an offer because this is very fair. So it's, 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 it's fair reporting and it's fair statements from the team. Anyway, go on. All right. Thank you for lawyering us. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I didn't, but did I? That was more of a PR us. That was more just like an <laughs> observation. No, and you know what the crazy part about it is, is so – all I keep hearing, and this is a good segue into the next, into what we're going to talk about next, but. What are we talking about next? I, hey, just, There's more to talk just, about? Let's just things. Bit, okay. After that happened, everybody seemed to think that, well, we got DA back, so no Kevin Durant, right? People forgot that in all these iterations of any type of 14 deals, the Bobby Marks deal that just made too much sense to be viable, right? The one, you know, where <laughs> yeah, it makes too much sense. It's, I'm like, that makes too much sense. That so, works no. and is simple and <laughs> yeah, like we're like, hey, is we it can't 14 do players shit, deep and <laughs> yeah. So, um, 35 for the for the record, though, I'll give a shout out really quick. I I liked. I don't remember what it was, but I remember looking at it and thinking I like this. Sunders dunks. I liked his trade that he put up a couple days ago. Just throwing that out there. there. Go on, Daniel. I, I have, <laughs> so <laughs> I will. Here's what I'll say. That fuck, I lost my train of thought. No, no. So, you know, even in that Bobby Marks trade, right? Yeah. DeAndre went to the Pacers. Yep. And the only thing the Pacers were sending out was Miles Turner, I think. Miles Turner. Yeah. So you're telling no, me and that. And they were sending out a, a pick. 
a pick, and which was like from like Boston. It's like a late yeah. round pick. So you're telling me that that return is going to kill. And and let's again, let's let's also understand that DeAndre. So are, are we are we are are we moving past? Are we moving past what were the Pacers thinking, or is that still what we're talking? Yeah, make we, sure we're keeping we're, up. We're, we're, yeah, we're done. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, did you want? That. Did you want to talk more about it? Oh, I had some. I, I had something else I was going to bring up right oh, after. Let's, that, no, bring it up. KD. No, bring it up. Go, 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 go. No, no I just want to make sure I knew where we no. were. I just want to make sure. I don't know what I'm doing with my hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing this is an audio medium. <laughs> so, well, actually, you kind of led right into what I want to talk about anyway. It's KD. Go. So, hey. no, it's it wasn't, but I'm going to let it be now. I'm okay with it. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Sorry, and sorry for ruining your intro again because I feel like you, that makes you really uncomfortable. You know what? Fuck this. I quit. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Dude, um, I should it, just it, walk. I should walk out one episode and and make it be like 45 minutes of the two of you. No, what what what, what I really was going to ask though, I was going to say, okay, so what does this mean moving forward? And I guess going into KD, we can certainly do that. I, I, I was interested also, and maybe this will maybe this will be part of this for you, Daniel. Is DA still gonna be here come not December 15th? It's January 15th, I've heard. Is that correct? Yeah. That is correct. Uh, January 15th. With 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 only DA's permission, of course, his consent. Um will he still be on the team through this year? So anyway. I interrupted you to ask that question, but like I said, maybe it'll be part of what you were already saying. I mean, and now no, that's that, now I feel better. <laughs> Good, glad I could, uh, you know, take care of you there, buddy. So, you know, people seem to think that this killed the KD trade, and once again, I will remind everybody that this is the exact same reaction everybody had when Kyrie fucking opted into his contract, and you know, shout out to Flex. Flex was like, this changes nothing. This changes nothing. He got some criticism for it when it happened. Oh, Flex is trying to save face. And this, I'm talking about the Kyrie opting in. And then guess what? On Thursday, fucking Kevin Durant asked to ask for a trade. So now what? So I say all that to say it doesn't change anything because, like I said before, that proposed 14 trade with that Barbie Marks had, the only player that was really given up minus a late first round pick was. Miles Turner, and you're telling me that because uh, let's just say that trade happens one of one. Are you telling me that trade falls apart because Miles Turner's not going to fucking Brooklyn? Give me a break, dude. Give me no, a break. I, I, I think th- that trade from Bobby Marks, it made sense because Indiana has so much cap space that with right. the base year compensation stuff it allows the Suns to send out the requisite salary to bring in kd while sure. also yeah so i sure. mean it makes and, sense and mathematically I, that yeah. they don't give up a ton of assets they just get the benefit they get a player for like cheap essentially sure sure but but now that you're not including deandre in that trade, right yeah it's moot because yeah. listen and here's the thing real quick deandre Ayton's base your compensation was going to be what 16 17 million yeah yeah so a little, a little over 15 but when you take into the the percentage right. accounts what have you it sure. effectively like 17 18 if you're but going yeah. to include him in a trade for kd that's that's his salary right 18 million yeah. let's forget yep. about the asset yeah so now you know the third now 
you know, maybe you include Mikhail Bridges instead. Mikhail Bridges makes how much? 20, 21. 21 million. That's an extra 4 million. So here, here's what I'll, for what it will. here's what I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'm pretty sure I did this a few weeks ago. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but Mikhail, Cam and Jay, Dario, Landry, any of those guys, that combination, that money works. I'll just say that with KD. And you brought up a point that I, I was, I was going to bring up Dan. So thank you because I love it when we think alike and that's, I'm not, I don't get everybody saying DeAndre Ayton signing this and the Suns having to re-sign him kills the KD deal or impacts it in any sort of way for, for that exact reason, the money reason. The, the DeAndre Ayton contract being involved in any deal for KD, A, let's not forget that the Nets have always said they have no interest in him, so it's going to have to be a three-team, four-team, whatever trade. But that was always spoken of, and in fact was, a complicating factor because of that base year compensation. Now that's out the window. Now it seems to me that the only reason people think it complicates things is because it theoretically makes it more expensive because you're going to have to go higher above that luxury tax threshold to bring KD in. But you also have to send money out. And what is it, 125%? Is the most that uh, that the the we the Nets could bring in compared to the money that or send out compared to the money that they bring in? Is that what it is? It's, it's like one hundred twenty five percent plus a hundred grand or one hundred fifty grand or something so, stupid like that. Yeah. So so and that's why I think the when you start talking about the KD's contract and what kind of money would have to come out from the Suns, I think it comes out to be around thirty four thirty five million dollars in contracts have to go out. Thirty five, yes. Yeah because Katie's at 44 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so you get a $9 million difference there for the Suns and money coming back theoretically. So mm. it's not like that you're, you're over the luxury tax. Okay. Yeah. So whatever you are, if you're sending out 35 million and bringing 44 back, you're going to be a nine, another nine above where you were before, but it's not like you're Katie's full contract above. So again, right. It's a matter I feel like of people will, don't understand that. It's and it's a matter of will the Suns pay? Okay, look, they've already started to. I'm not going to get into the fucking Robert Sarver's cheap conversation again because every time I do that, someone tells me about something he did in 2009, and they look at me like I'm crazy when I'm like, <laughs> "Tell me something more recent." And it, it, no matter what, it still perpetuates, right? Well. What did yeah. I say earlier? Spot track says 35 million already that they're going to be paying in luxury in a luxury tax bill next year as this, as this roster stands right now. So he's already there. So are we going to doubt that more? Is, are there still, are there real concerns? Because like you're saying, Dan, it seems to me like it makes the money easier. And you know what? I've, I, and I've been on record saying this. God, I want KD so badly, but the 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 thought of of not having DA, Mikhail, and Cam next year still made me uneasy because and, and and not just because I love those dudes as players and as people, but because you still have to construct a roster, otherwise you end up like the fucking Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want that? No. Yeah, but but it's but it's not we do. It's, no, 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 but it's well, not apples and apples. Right. Yeah, fair, fair. I'm 
I'm sorry that I didn't use it's a apples perfect and analogy, apples. but like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like it's green apples and red apples. Like, hey man, you're, you're the one that's always getting technical and shit. That's I'm fair. That's just... fair. That's fair. I'm not, I'm not faulting you, but I feel bad for trying to lure you. Fuck. No, no, no. Please, by all means, whenever, whenever you see the opportunity, please, you jump on it. I welcome it. Um, now, but I did definitely lose my train of thought in it. Uh, but no, ultimately, I, I just don't see how the, the 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 KD thing, or excuse me, the the DeAndre Ayton thing, is a negative in the in the in the in the realm of KD. I mean, shit. If you're KD now, aren't you even more cynical? I want to fucking play in Phoenix. What was there last time there was a team that had four max guys <laughs> on it? Well, actually, well, I mean, Chris Paul's not. He's pretty damn close to a max guy. Do you guys? But, but do you guys think that the Suns? matched because they had to or because they truly think da is part of the future which i guess goes back to what i was saying before about is he going to be here after the trade after that death but maybe not even just that i mean did the sun see did, i think they had the like sons a have said all options. along we see him as part of <laughs> a big part of what we've done and what mm-hmm. we're doing was that all just bullshit bullshit and and they oh. just had a match because they had a match or did they match that quickly? Because they meant that. They just wanted the price to be right for them. And the Pacers made it right. I mean, I, I definitely don't think it's it's bullshit because, yes, if you have a player like DeAndre, look, man, Deion, people, I swear to God, people treat like DeAndre and like he's Greg Oden. Like he's 23. He was a integral piece of a championship, uh, of a Western Conference championship team. Um, he had a great season last year he had a, he was probably the best player in the new orleans series you know i know chris paul had that crazy game where he was 14 for 14 but other than that yeah, had eight. a phenomenal fucking and he was one of the only players that showed up in game six of the uh of the mavericks uh a series game seven you know that was a whole clusterfuck but i, I feel like the suns had the suns had plan a b and c and scenario you know, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. So they, exactly. I feel like they had it all planned out because at the end of the day, I I understand people on Twitter have a lot of criticism for James Jones. I mean, he's not perfect. Of course he's made mistakes, but he's always been very calculated. Right. But, but he always has, said, ha, has he made mistakes or has he just done exactly what he wants to do and people don't like it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's don't, I mean, I guess like it's the same, right? Like, you know, I, I could, I could, you know, want to fucking throw all my money into Bitcoin, but it might not be the best idea. You know, no, it's not right now. <laughs> down sixty six percent. And no, I don't have all my money in Bitcoin. It's, it's called. Very it's called. It's called buying the dip. Brock. Buying the Come dip. On. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, but but let's be real. Like we've all talked about the Jalen Smith, Tyrese Halliburton thing. You know, maybe thought that was the right pick. Let's let's be real. It wasn't. You know, okay, that, that was a mistake. Okay, that was a mistake. Yes. He didn't trade for JaVale <laughs> McGee last season. Maybe that would have won a championship, won us a championship. He didn't trade for Eric Gordon. You can, you, I'm, what I'm saying is you can spin it many different ways, right? But what I'm saying is I don't, I feel like James Jones and the front office had a very distinct plan where, okay, this is our plan A. And plan A is this. Plan B is this. If neither of those, so we're gonna go. I feel like he had this scenario 100% mapped out, just like fucking Encyclopedia Brown, my guy. You remember Encyclopedia Brown? <laughs> yeah, I did. 
if hey if, if you choose this go to page this and it's no, just like that, that would I be like you're an adventure encyclopedia brown was a kid detective uh, i know it's, uh, yeah i know he was a kid detective but no, here, here here's here's the thing no matter what you don't make a hundred and thirty-three million dollar commitment in a matter of, of minutes fear. unless you knew you were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Had it mapped out. It Absolutely did. So DeAndre Ayton's is part of the plan long term, then, or is not? <laughs> I mean, I I think it's CBD, man. Let's see what yeah. happens with this whole yeah. Kevin Durant Fair. thing. If if they trade for Kevin Durant. I think he's he's the chip, right? He's that hundred dollar chip. Are you gonna go back to your hotel room with your hundred dollar chip? You're gonna play a little bit more and see if you can fucking turn it into two hundred dollars. Katie's more than a hundred dollar chip, Daniel. No, no, no not, not not Katie. Da Da is a hundred dollar oh, chip. Sorry, I I, I was but reading it, something and only half listening. I apologize. And and of course, Da is worth more than that. It's a fucking analogy, dude. Jesus. I just, anyway. I just, I just want to make sure that people, people, we, we, we're very clear on what we think people are worth and how important we think they are. That's all. Of course, of course. Um, so you know, if, if it's working out, we'll see. If it's working out, great, awesome, dude. Fucking write it out. FDA is putting in the work, and the Suns are killing it next year. And you know, number one seed. Let's fucking let's roll with it. If not. He's a great chip. Or if there's a fucking huge hole in the team that maybe, you know, we need to address again, DA is a great chip, but we got to let it play out. So I'm going to say, I don't know, TBD. Sorry. I know. And now I'm Paul. Yep. Uh, I I've, I've worn you down and now you are, are me and you can't make a decision. So, oh, so I can Paul, make plenty of decisions. Don't, don't, no, no. <laughs> Justin, yes. Paul, Paul, yeah. Paul. When James Jones says that DeAndre Ayton is part of the Suns' future, yes. do you believe him? Yes, but that part of the Suns' future could also, as Dan said, be a chip to the next move. I think. James Jones, to your point, Dan, when you were saying that, you know, he had scenario A, B, and C, scenario A, B, and C, each one of those had option one, two, and three of move the next move. It's literally like, you do this, we go, we got, these are our options over here. If this move happens first, he's, it's, he's playing 3D chess. Harry Potter chess. Where everything blows up. I'm thinking more Star Trek chess, where it's like levels and shit. Never saw Star Trek. Sorry. It's all right. I'm a dork for a reason. So, was that true? That went loud. Are we don't no, no, I'm saying DA is part of the future of the Suns. Yes, in one of two ways. He continues to play on this team and helps us bring a championship, hopefully, or he plays on this team to the point where he can become a usable asset to, you know, be that next step, you know. Ricky Rubio was part of this team to get us Chris Paul, you know, whoever it fingers crossed the KD trade comes through all those players, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, whoever else, those are the guys who got to be in there were part of this team until they got us to that next step. And that's just what we've been building towards. 
That's a great fucking point. I like that. I do. Especially like the Ricky Rubio part. Like, you're right, man. Like, he was he was a bridge, right? Maybe DEA is the bridge. I like it. Or everybody except Booker is a bridge to the next level. Or and, maybe, hey, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, the way they handled all of this was just the plan that they had in place to put them exactly where they wanted to be to land Kevin Durant while still having the under eight and on the roster. Yeah. I just keep going back to that. No, but you're right, dude. I mean, look, you're always, as, as a GM, James Jones needs to always be looking to improve this team. Right. And you look at what he's done the past two years and the moves that he's made. And regardless of how unhappy we are with the way the seasons ended, the seasons were far more successful than prior seasons. (laughs) So if, if he's continuing to build, then he's going to continue to build. And we, we saw saw him do that from that, from, you know, that, that first year with Chris Paul, the second year, we're seeing it slowly percolate here during this off season from the second year to this third year. Um, And look, man, Tyrese Halliburton be damned. That one still okay. Yep, mistake. But if we look away from the draft with that. James Jones. I, I I still think you're hard pressed to see a move where you're like, oh man, I don't like that. Right? Like even Landry Shaman. Okay, he has not been what we expected to get from him. Maybe we still get that if he's still here. But to that point, he's also a very tradable piece because of how that contract looks. Right? So notwithstanding performance, he's still not a, oh, God, we're saddled with that contract kind of guy. We don't have any of those on this team, do we? Not really. Everybody's tradable or expiring. So let the wizard wizard do his thing. Like I said, man, he saved Robert Sarver money and gave DeAndre Ayton a max contract in one fucking fail swoop. Let him work. I trust him. I'm going to start calling him Harry Potter. I feel like Champ is a way better nickname. Or the boy who lived. <laughs> I don't the know what boy. that means. What's that? That's also Harry Potter. <laughs> Paul's a nerd like me. I love it. <laughs> All right, boys. Although, although, no. So I'm sorry. I got to say this. No, go. Thor, Love, and Thunder suck ball sack. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. Oh, I know. One, one, at least one last thing here. Yes. So how's DeAndre Ayton going to handle all of this? Like, do you think DeAndre Ayton's sitting somewhere right now, all butt sore that the Suns matched this offer? Do you think this is going to impact how he comes in and plays with this team? Do you think he's basically an emotional child that can't handle the NBA business is the question. Cause I, I, I feel like I've heard a lot of people voicing concerns over that. Well, I mean, a certain fucking radio station yesterday made a whole segment about red flags of DeAndre Ayton and started to kind of go after his character, which I didn't appreciate. But hey, wait, but what kind yeah. of re- what, what kind of red flags did they point out? The point thing. Out, I mean, they pointed out red flags like when he said that you know, hey, like at the beginning of the year, he's like, I, I'm I'm ready to create, like I want to do like more, like you know, Amari Stoudemire said that. Yeah, but Amar Sotomayor is Amar Sotomayor, right? Yeah, you, know, you can't you can't fault the kid for wanting know. to contribute more. Yeah, 
But, you know, unfortunately... Especially when he's looking to try to earn a max extension. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, unfortunately, they painted in a bad light. Whatever. Um, They, you know, backtracked on that today, of course. But, like, my thing is, DeAndre Ayton... And I'll say this. DeAndre Ayton last season was so professional. Mm -hmm. He could have been like, fuck you guys. I'm out. Like figure it out like no he was professional i don't i don't remember him talking about the contract ever other than like those first like the media days or like even the 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 training yeah no he didn't yeah he didn't he He put it it behind him yeah he put it behind him and he balled out and guess what he was the best player in the first round of the playoffs whatever the fuck you want to say about round two hey you better come with that same energy for all the other players that didn't show up in game seven all right and if you want to talk about how Monty said this or that about him, guess what, man? Monty, not his greatest performance performance against the Mavs, got out coached by Jason Kidd, which is, let's be real, it's kind of sad. So I don't think DeAndre is going to come in with any type. I think he's going to be professional as hell. I think the boys are going to take him out and be like, hey, man, like, look, I get it. it. I, get, I get you're <laughs> upset. Shit happens. Let's go into championship. Let's talk. We got KD now. Like, let, let, let's, it, it's it's time to go to work. And he's going to be like, all right, I got 133 M's. Great. Let's go to fucking work. That's what I think is going to happen. Sorry, I was a little Paul? emotional. I agree with Dan. I, I am, enjo- I am <laughs> enjoying the, uh, <laughs> the backtracking, though, of uh, a lot of people who, uh, on Twitter, who, you know, like the 98.7 folks you know I, i'll i'll say it out there you don't have to call them a certain radio station it's not like they listen to this um fair but um you know there's a lot of backtracking on twitter today of people who were saying things of like see clearly uh you know aiden's not a max player or like blah blah blah, blah. now they're like oh good for him you got the max happy to have him back and i'm like Keep, keep the same energy. Go sit on attack. Yeah. That was aggressive. I, I'm, I'm, not, know, I'm not petty enough to have kept receipts, but other people on Twitter are, and they've been posting them for the last couple hours. That's fantastic. Can I, can I take the little DA money thing and maybe, I don't know, put a little positive spin on it for y'all? Can I try this? Please do. We are the podcast of optimism. I'm excited. Can can, can DA find a better time to show in an emotional outburst that he fucking cares about this team and about winning than than doing it right there? I mean, everyone talks about how he's not aggressive, how he doesn't have the right mentality. He just shows some fucking fire right there. Best, Best scenario for it to be in? Maybe not, but at the end of the day, isn't that what you want out of him? You want him, you want to see that he cares. He certainly wasn't sitting there that particular moment in time going, I can't wait to get home and play some fucking video games, right? <laughs> no, get me started, please. <laughs> I mean, you could, I mean, am I being, am I being, am I being, am I throwing a little hyperbole out there? Sure. But yeah, ultimately, but you're gonna, if you're going to sit there and you're going to bitch and complain about him not dunking hard enough, 
then shouldn't you be fucking happy that he yelled at his coach on the sideline because that's showing aggression. Also, probably the most passion any of those players showed in game seven. Let's be real. Probably really sapped of energy. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, fucker. <laughs> I, I don't want to, let's not do that. No, no. Paul. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts? No. No. Wow. Damn, any dive. I feel like that was a first. Paul just said no to any final, not even now excited about thoughts. anything. Now he's gonna have thoughts. Watch. He's just gonna wait for you to start talking and then interrupt you. And then, <laughs> <laughs> uh no man i know (laughs) (laughs) Um, there it is i want to know how excited you guys are for next season when we have chris paul devin booker deandre and kevin durant and player to be named in our starting five dude uh, like today's a great day it really is it was a weird day and I feel like it, 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 I, I, unlike you, Paul, never, never felt like there was any doubt that the Suns would, oh no, you said you didn't feel like they would not match. It was more whether it would be a sign and trade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know that I ever got to a point where I, I felt like there was, I, I don't know. It was like a weird thing all day. Right. Cause there was, it was the nebulous. What did he, did he even sign yet? And then when he didn't, it's like, okay, well maybe there'll be a sign and trade, but at the same time, if there hasn't been one yet, why would there suddenly be one now when this gets announced, it can't be that simple. And then it's like, okay, here's the offer sheet. And you go, all right. Like I, I thought I was reading the same tweets when I saw that he had signed it. I'm like, no, I already, oh, oh okay. No, it just, he did that that quickly, but no, dude, I'm stoked. I mean, Maybe it's because I, I just didn't think an offer sheet would happen because it just seemed like the way all the cards were falling, it, it just didn't make sense. And maybe I was buying into too much of stuff that you're seeing out there, DA being you know part of three team trades and all that. But ultimately, I never really thought about an offer sheet, Suns matching, and what I would think about it. But I'm stoked. Like that's I'm I'm stoked. Because look, dude. As shitty as the end of the season was, this team still won 64 games and run rough shot over the NBA. Okay. All right. We lost JaVale. Yeah. But you you tell me, you tell me we still have a shot at getting DA or excuse me, KD. And our worst case is we're, we're we're still set up very, very. Yeah. Worst case is we're basically running back last year. And I'm not even going to go there because you know what? I still have zero doubt that we're getting KD. Hold on. Zero doubt that we're not getting KD. Zero doubt that we're getting KD. Yes, zero doubt. So we will be getting KD. So I'm not even thinking about that. And All ultimately, right. dude, I did think about that. If we come out of this offseason with, with those four dudes that you just laid out there, Daniel, on our team. Oh. You know, actually, something I just saw on Twitter that just from apparently, six to midnight. <laughs> Paul, Paul, calm you down. No, the Suns' God. odds to get KD post Aiton signing well, actually got better. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Minus 115 for minus yeah. 105. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Vegas always knows. Real quick, to piggyback on what you said, Justin. When I never had a doubt, right? Because, again, like I, I talk to Flex all the time, and he's always like, dude, trust me. This is who's telling me this. This is what I'm hearing. And I'm like, okay. But, you know, I'm a Suns fan, right? You always got to fucking – not that I don't think his information isn't legit because obviously it fucking is. But the, the Suns fan in me is always just, you know, going to fucking lose D8. So when I saw that the Suns matched it that quick, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. That's what I'm fucking talking about. That's the kind of fucking confidence I need. You know, that's breaking the sun's mold. Old sons would have been like, fuck, you know, Saturday, 11.58 p.m. Fuck, I guess we better match this. Let's find the DocuSign that's in our fucking email and sign that shit. Because let's be real, right? That's what they use, DocuSign, or do they really do pen to paper? That's what I was going to ask. I'm like, dude, does it have to be ink to paper? You know, there's there's a weird part of me that wants to say when I was reading the CBA once that I, I, I saw a reference to having to actually fax the paperwork yeah. to oh, the other God. team. There was a. Um, I think there has to be a physical delivery. Wow! I'll look that up and I will. I will. Oh, great teaser <laughs> for next episode, Daniel. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying because of how quickly it happened. You know, like it's like, like it's like, oh, DA intends to send an offer sheet. Hey, fucking an hour later, oh, he signed an offer sheet. When this morning he was in fucking California. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, and then next thing you know, fucking. He's running to a stable. 13 well, minutes later, well, it does, match. Oh, I guess, I guess to, 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 to maybe answer the question, I, I don't believe it has to be like a wet signature. So like, mm. you don't need like a physical document, like a physical copy, but there has to be an actual delivery. Oh my God. Let's stop. Yeah, I, I think people well, well, no, because th- there was a video. I saw on we're not TikTok. stopping. Got it. No, we're not. We don't. Of it was, I think it was an NFL player who like literally had to run to Staples because they didn't have a printer and they needed to physically print it out and sign the con the contract because he's yeah, like how, you know how, 22 and doesn't have own a printer because obviously I'm 40 and don't own a printer. But how long ago was that? Oh. It was this year. Oh this was this off season. It like just happened. And 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 the, <laughs> the 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 NBA CBA doesn't apply to the NFL. Just I know, so I'm, you know. but I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> that like there are I sports leagues that, that that a wet signature is required. I, I know what you're saying. Fucking DocuSign, dude, easy. You know, Fuck I know. Man. Hey, it was it was hoops to get the IRS to accept DocuSign. Thanks to a pandemic, they finally do. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to wrap up this episode of Fanning the Flames because now I'm really curious and I want to look this up and I don't want to look it up while we're still recording. So I'm going to make Perfect. you guys sit there while I look it up after we're done recording. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys listening. As always, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay Paul. At Dervish World. Daniel. I'm at Ballsack Sports. Just kidding. ESPN. What a fucking joke. I'm at Dan Duarte <laughs> One. Uh, listen to the Coast to Coast podcast and uh, go follow at Flex from Jersey. If you're not already, I don't know what you're doing. It's weird if you follow us and not him. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine some of the others like, who's this Flex guy? Good idea, guys. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And again, we appreciate you guys listening. Depending on when you're listening, 
Have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, Kevin Durant. Box of fall.